Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications Connect to more. PN Radio for Western Montana, KKVU HD3 Stevensville, and 102.9 FM on K275BS Missoula. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Montana State AA American Legion Baseball Tournament gets underway today in Great Falls, and the Missoula Mavericks are the hottest team in the state entering the postseason. Mavs stumbled to an 8-16 record to start the year, but Missoula has won 32 of 45 cents, including 9 out of its last 11, enter the tournament as the number 2 overall seed. The Mavs play host and 7th-seeded Great Falls at 7 p.m. tonight in the third and final game of the opening day. Billings Royals, who are riding a 20-game winning streak, take the top seed in the tournament and have a first-round bye. While the result, tune in to Nuanas now at 4 today on ESPN Missoula. The Montana State women's basketball team has solidified its schedule for the upcoming season. In the non-conference, the Cats will play four teams in advance to the NCAA tournament last season. MSU will play at Gonzaga on November 11th and at South Dakota State on November 18th for hosting Utah Valley on December 11th and BYU on December 21st. MSU's non-Big Sky slate also includes games at UNLV and North Dakota and an appearance in Cal Poly's holiday tournament before home games against Seattle U, Carroll College, and MSU Billings. Final Root Sports announced it will broadcast four Big Sky Conference football games this fall. The network will show Cal Poly at Montana State on October 9th, Idaho at Eastern Washington October 16th, and Utah at Montana on October 30th, and Montana State at Montana on November 20th. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is presented by Selway Armory.
like to write something like this and then play it for your friends and just have them freak out. Like, what What a great, like, a unique, original, unforgettable song. Rest in peace, Dustin Hill, basis for ZZ Top, passed away today at the age of 72. ZZ Top will be in Missoula uh, later next month in August. So, uh, unfortunate that that's so close to uh, this show upcoming, but it still will be a hell of a show. One of my favorite games we play around here on Nuanas now, which is, by the way, on 1029 ESPN Missoula and statewide television on SWX Montana TV, is does Sean Rainey know this band that we are talking about? Because he doesn't. <laughs> He's shaking his head no again. You got no idea. ZZ Top. The guys are the big... I know who ZZ Top is. You do. Okay, good. But See, I wouldn't be able to, like, if I heard their song again... I wouldn't be able to be like, oh, yeah, that's easy Top. It's amazing. I just don't know how you can have so much uh, information in your head and none of it have to do with music. It's crazy. It's because nope. you like to just talk in the car. I know. Well, I just don't. I'm not good with, like, song titles and who sings them. But I, like, know the Like, the song plays and I can, like, know the lyrics and stuff. Sure. I just have no idea who it is. What's so funny is that if I played Into the Thick of It, you would say, oh, this is the Backyardigans, because you're a TikTok guy with kids. <laughs> is, that the, is that the I'm a little tickle bit or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That thing's right? haunting my no. nightmares. Right I mean, now. I might know, still know. I, I don't know the title of it. Oh, Sean. <laughs> oh, Shawnee. Oh, Sean is right. If you missed anything in the first hour, Sean Rainey from SWX Montana TV is kicking it with me. Cold through Nuanas. We talked uh, Aaron Rodgers, NBA Finals. Olympics, and uh, also Shelby Schwain headed to Montana State, not for basketball, but for track and field. So uh, cool news for her wanna, as well. You want a crazy stat real uh, quick? Absolutely, I do. This is what I don't understand. You memorize every stat that's ever known to man. You know, like, the batting average of the backup third baseman for the New York Mets. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. But, yeah, so the, one thing that's cool about sports is, like, they've been played for so long. So I love it when, like, something happens that has never happened before. Sure. So hear me out on this. The Minnesota Twins out-homered the Detroit Tigers today 7 to nothing. 7-0. And they okay. lost by three runs. Okay. Never in the history of baseball has a team out-homered another team by seven and lost. Wow. That like, is think, a, about, think about that. They hit seven bombs and lost. That's a great stat. And they lost 17. Seven bombs and lost. Were, any, were they all solo shots? No. Wow. They lost 17 to 14. <laughs> so, they lost by a field goal. Is this football? They hit, yeah, it was 17 to 14. They hit seven bombs. Detroit didn't hit a single home run and won. Wow. What a deal. More baseball upcoming. We have paddleheads tickets for you as well. Nobody wanted to play my game with me earlier, my trivia game. And so I don't know. I don't know if you're scared or what, but. Call us right now. You don't even have to come on the radio. If you do want to come on the radio, that's awesome. If you don't, that's cool, too. Call us right now, 888-1029. I got a dozen wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for you. If not, I'm going to have to give them to somebody else, maybe the guy that's sitting in the studio. I don't know. But uh, we want to give them to you, first and foremost, the loyal listeners of Nuanas now. So give us a call, 888-1029. First caller, just caller number one, going to get yourself a basket of wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Time now for ESPN Roundtable, presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. Paradise Falls has breakfast, lunch, and dinner. A great casino. They have great happy hours, both early and late, most nights of the week. Great specials all the time, including prime rib night that's still going on on Wednesdays. That's today, so if you're hungry, head on down there for a great cut of prime rib. Great place to watch sports as well. Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. Missoula's coolest hotspot. For the first time in, uh, that, since I can remember... 
I was at the Big Sky Kickoff Media Days, and my main man, Sean Rainey, wasn't. He was enjoying himself some family vacay time. Uh, but it, it was good to see everybody. It was good to see all the coaches. But oftentimes, these things are, you know, a little tiresome. Like, by the time I get to Jay Hill, and he's already done about 18 interviews. And that's not to say it's a bad interview. This is actually a great interview we're about to play with Weber State's head coach, Jay Hill. But these things, you're not going to get much revelation from these things. It's not the fun and, and, and uh, you know, like when Bruce Barham comes on this show and he's prepping for the Grizz, He's letting it rip. That's going to be gold. Whereas, you know, when you're on interview number 39 and you've been sitting. And they're all the same questions. All the same questions. How would you like the spring season? How's the off season going? What do you think of your team's picks in the polls on down the line? So I was trying to just basically get questions for some feature stories I'm working on. So if you notice a couple common themes in these Big Sky kickoff interviews, uh, that's why. But. Sean, a, a question for you before we get to Weber State head coach Jay Hill, and then here about 15 minutes, we're also going to hear from Montana head coach Bobby Houck. But I thought this was crazy, Sean. Uh, coming out of the 2019 season, the Big Sky Conference had four playoff teams, including four teams that got buys in the playoffs. Those teams, Sacramento State, Montana State, Montana, and Weber State. Sac State was bounced in the second round of the playoffs by Austin P, but... Montana State, Montana, and Weber State all went at least to the quarterfinals where Montana lost to Weber, and then Weber and Montana State were two of the final four teams in the FCS. So those three are sort of the Montana, Montana State, and Weber solidified as sort of the top three teams in the league coming out of 2019 pretty much all the way through 2020 with the postponement of the season. And then even though Montana, Montana State barely or didn't play at all in the spring season, uh, still a lot of re- respect around the league and nationally. Weber State, of course, won the Big Sky title in the spring season, went to the playoffs, but was bounced early on in the playoffs. But, Sean, the craziest part I'm referencing, though, is that the media poll and the coaches poll were identical, except for the last two teams. The only real debate was who's the worst team in the league in the voting, Northern Colorado or Cal Poly. That's it. Two new head coaches. Nobody knows anything about them. That was pretty much the only delineation. Other than that, Chalk, 1 through 11. The media and the coaches voted the exact, the exact same. Weber State, the preseason favorite. Montana, the preseason number two. Eastern Washington, the preseason number three. Montana State, the preseason number four. And then Sacramento State coming in at the preseason number five. Your thoughts on Weber State being picked to win the league and, and just sort of how the rest of the top five shook out? I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised that Weber State was, was picked to win it. I mean, obviously they have the track record and... Until somebody proves that they're going to beat them, um, I don't have a, an issue with it. I voted them third. You voted Weber State third. I so, went, so give me your poll because I found this interesting. Every person I talked to, because I rode over to Spokane with both Andrew Houghton and Riley Corker in the voice of the Grizz, and we all three had, had the same three teams in the in the top three, but in different orders. I went with Montana. Montana, okay. Montana so you, State. So you were one of the one of the four first place votes for Montana. I went Montana, Montana State, Weber State. Portland State, four. I went, see, I went crazy. See, here's my guy, dude. We're on the same page. And then Portland I went State. Eastern, five. And then I think Sac, and then, like, Idaho State. Yeah. You know, I think once you get past six, like, whatever. Yeah. But that, that, that was my top six. I, I don't think Eastern's going to be, a, like, I would not vote Eastern third. I would not either. I voted yeah. Eastern fifth. Yeah. Yeah. I I had Montana State, number one. Montana number two and Weaver number three. I actually think based on the schedule that Montana has the best route to yeah. the conference championship. I think that uh, I mean I think the the game in Ogden. Uh, I think it's October fifteenth between Montana State and Weaver State is an absolute conference championship level game. 
I think that both the trips for the Montana schools to Cheney to play Eastern Washington will prove pivotal. But other than that, I think everybody, I think the top three teams all have manageable schedules. So it's, it's going to come down to those big showdowns. And then, of course, obviously, November 20th, the Brawl of the Wild in Missoula. I think that one could be and should be for all the marbles. I mean, that'd be pretty sweet. It would be it, it, so sweet. Couldn't set it up any better for us. Oh, man. And it would make this whole year. I'm never going to say this last year was worth it because it was terrible. I thought yeah. the whole thing was over. I thought Sean and I were going to be unemployed working as janitors somewhere. <laughs> like, it was it was not good for a while. But uh, so excited to have it all back. And uh, if that was the culmination, man, that would be pretty darn sweet. I mean, at the end of the day, we just both want Montana, Montana State to be 100%. really good. It just Everybody makes always asks everything us, better. Yeah. Everybody asks us, what do we root for? In our ideal world, here's what we want. We want Montana and Montana State to undefeated. go undefeated until the brawl of the wild, yeah. and then let's roll. Every time. Yeah. yeah, and then who cares? I don't even care what happens after that. Let's, let's have it be number one versus number three in the country. That's what we want, for sure, 100%. ESPN Roundtable, presented by Paradise Falls, here on Nuanas now on 1029 ESPN Missoula. First of two interviews we're going to play during this ESPN Roundtable, Jay Hill. Jay Hill is entering his eighth, I guess, if you count the spring season, which you do, of course. This is like his ninth season at Weber State. He has done a tremendous job. Weber State's been in the playoffs for five years in a row. Uh, the Wildcats have four consecutive conference championships to their credit. And then they come into the preseason with a surefire top five ranking. And they've been basically in that top five for several years. They are on probably the, the best run of the last I half decade for sure, but I would say it's a top three run in the 21st century in the Big Sky Cowards. Montana's run, obviously, through the first decade of the 21st century uh, was peerless. The Grizzlies won the conference championship each and every year. They won more games than anybody in the history of college football ever had. Only North Dakota State has won more since then. Eastern Washington's little run, I shouldn't say little run, great run, elongated run, nearly a 10-year run, starting with that national championship in 2010 and also including five other semifinals appearances over the next 10 years, is up there. And then Weber is the one that's sort of worn the crown here for a little while. So, Sean, before we get to Jay Hill, Weber State head coach, what's your perspective on Weber State? Because I know a lot of people, Weber State's not flashy, they're not sexy, but they just get it done. I mean, I think at this point, I think they've won something like 38 out of their last 44 conference games. So they are on one of the great runs in the history of the league. And it, yeah, and it doesn't matter really roster personnel wise um, as far as like knowing exactly what they have because you know that well one Jay Hill's one of the best coaches in the league and two just the way that they play in my opinion they play kind of similar to like a Montana Montana State of like they're they're solid defensively good on special teams and they don't rely on their offense being the best part of the team. And to me, like, especially in the big sky, when it's a lot of teams are kind of, uh, you know, maybe more known for, like, throwing it around in their offense, it, to me it's like the teams that have the best defenses and are good on, on special teams and are physical, those are going to be the teams that will continually rise to the crop. Uh, you know, and that's um, why Weber State has been so good, in my opinion. They've been easily the best overall the best defensive team in the conference for the last you know five years or whatever and they've been just good enough offensively and they've been really good on special teams and they're well coached and they're physical 
better team on in, on the trenches on both sides, and, and that's why they've been the best. For sure. They beat you relentlessly in the special teams game. They're going to outscore you just across the board almost always on special teams. That's such a huge advantage. They're always great on defense, particularly in the secondary. I would say they have unquestionably the best secondary in the league for the last five years. Not each individual year, but over the last five years, yeah. Weber State secondary is, I mean, they've had multiple NFL guys. I mean, Teron Johnson's a starter in the NFL. So they, they, Jay Hill has done a great job recruiting. It's no surprise because he was a college cornerback himself at Utah. And so uh, even though they're not flashy, they keep getting it done. I stat checked myself uh, 34 and 5 over the last five seasons in conference play for Weber State. So pretty darn impressive. 7 and 1, three years in a row, and then 5 and 0 oh, uh, during the spring season as well. Here's the guy who leads them, the guy that built this thing up. Weber State, eighth year head coach, Jay Hill. Well, first coach, the spring season, how would you evaluate what you guys got out of it and uh, wh- how valuable was it? In what ways was it valuable for you? Well, it was valuable to get the guys back on the field uh, to have a little bit of normalcy. I thought was huge. Uh, it had been so long since the guys had played. Uh, just to get them out banging again was important. More as much psychologically as it was physically. And just it, to me, it kind of ended the hassle that we were going through. How important is that, just sort of the rhythm of football, the rhythm of routine for, for guys, especially young guys that are college football players? I think it's important. I think it's very important that the players know what to expect, and that was probably the hardest thing of the pandemic and the cancellation of the fall and the playing in the spring is just the unknown. And, and nobody knew what was going on, and I don't think anybody, even when they said, okay, here's the plan, nobody trusted that that's really what was going to happen. One of the stories I'm working on is running backs around the league because I think that there's at least five, maybe all-American all caliber running backs, including a guy that's been a multiple-time all-American and Josh Davis for you guys. So what do you think of just the depth of running back in this league and, and uh, why do you think it is that there is premier talent at that position in the big sky? Well, obviously a lot of great players, a lot of talent in at the different universities. Uh, that First and foremost, it's that. I think we got a lot of great coaching right now in the league, and so... A lot of coaches know how to get the guys the ball and how to scheme getting those guys in space is a big deal. Uh, but ultimately, you, you can't overcoach a running back. And so you don't want to say too much to them. You don't want to overcoach those guys. And, and if you're not doing that, then it comes down to their God-given ability to be able to just get it done. Well, Josh Davis seems like he's had that God-given ability ever since he stepped on campus, right? I mean, Utah Gatorade Player of the Year, such a big recruit for you guys. So, uh, how do you how do you how have you seen him grow uh, over the last couple of years? Well, he's got bigger and stronger and faster. Like I say, the instincts you don't really coach. He's that's something that usually comes natural to a running back. Uh, but I think you're going to see the best version of Josh Davis this year because this is the most healthy he's been and the biggest and strongest he's been. Offensive line, what do you think's changed the most about offensive line recruiting, development, and all of that uh, over the years in the big sky? Uh, I guess, have you, has your philosophy changed at all? No, mine hasn't. One thing you, one thing you do have is you got a couple old line, you got a couple old line guys that are now head coaches in this league. And, you know, that makes the just the emphasis on it better. Um, but I don't really know that it's changed that much. It, the, the trenches has always been the reason why you win or lose. And uh, I think most of the coaches in this league understand that and know that you better have good old line if you're going to win. 
What's changed over uh, at Weber State since the 2019 season, if anything? How do you think your team will look different coming into 2021 for the next full slate? No, I don't think we've changed that much. I think we're for sure a top five team in the country and our, our roster's really not changed that much. Now we got to go prove it on the field. And last year, one of the frustrations in the 2020 season is I kind of felt like we let people hang around with us. Um, and I don't think we took control of the games maybe the way we should have with our talent ability and hopefully we can go out on the field this fall and, and actually do that. What do you think your main strengths will be this fall? Uh, well, I think we're good at every position. I think we're, we're, we're really deep on the defensive line. We got two real good linebackers coming back. We, now we have a veteran secondary where we, we've been young the last two years there. Uh, with Rashida McPherson, we got wideouts. We got a good tight end crew. Josh Davis, a running back, and then the offensive line depth is going to be critical because that's what that's what killed us in the spring season is when those guys got banged up. We went into that uh, Southern Illinois game with one starter on, on the offensive line, and it just that's, uh, that makes it hard. What do you think of the landscape of this league, and where do you think Weber State fits in? Well, the league's good. I've always said that. It's very deep. I think there's five or six teams right there at the top that that anyone, I mean, flip a coin, any one of them could play great at any given time. And then I think there's two or three teams at the bottom that are picked towards the bottom that are going to be up towards the top that, that are going to be a little bit sleepers. And that's what's great about this league. There's always one or two unknowns that surprise everybody and then there's always one or two teams at the top that don't play as well as they should and I think that that's the fun part about this league. What's it take to cultivate that collective mentality of first reaching the top and then staying at the top because you guys have gone from a team trying to get there to now a team that's been there and now you're kind of the team that everybody's chasing so what does that take from a mentality standpoint across your program? Maturity you know when you're chasing it takes maturity to get there and and the ability to work hard and set a goal and reach a dream. And then once you finally get there, understanding that that people are now trying to knock you off and it takes maturity to up your level of competition even more and to work harder and to get better, um, to believe in yourself. So I, I think it all comes down to that. And like I said, you got such good coaches in this league that you better not get comfortable because when you do, you can go from the top to the bottom really fast. The cultivation of that maturity and that sort of growth as a team, is that your favorite part as a coach? Yeah, I think watching young men grow and and watching them become mature and just better citizens, more educated. I think all that stuff plays into why I coach. Jay Hill, one of the best in the Big Sky Conference. I love me some Jay Hill, man. I love the 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 dry, straightforward, sure of himself. You know, Mister Physical Fitness. I mean, he's. I just love. I love Jay Hill. I think he's a phenomenal coach. I'm sitting here looking at his resume uh, on his bio page at Weber State, and he's 52 and 30 at Weber, and that's with his first year being two and 10. So you take that out of the equation, and uh, he's winning about a 66 percent clip, 39 and 14 in the Big Sky, including uh, winning. 34 of his last 39 in league play as well. But crazy enough, four-time Big Sky champion and never won Big Sky Conference Coach of the Year, despite the fact that he is objectively one of the best coaches in the league. 
Here's what we're going to do. Sean's got to get out of here. He's got uh, responsibilities to take care of. So we're going to extend the ESPN Roundtable, presented by Paradise Falls, into the next segment. And we're going to hear from Bobby Houck, Montana head coach, talking all things Big Sky football here on ESPN Radio. Keep it right here, 102.9 FM. SportsBet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for SportsBet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. SportsBet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized SportsBet Montana location or by using the SportsBet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since SportsBet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. SportsBet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized SportsBet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The Montana State AA American Legion Baseball Tournament gets underway today in Great Falls, and the Missoula Mavericks are the hottest team in the state entering the postseason. Mavs stumbled to an 8-16 record to start the year, but Missoula has won 32 of 45 cents, including 9 out of its last 11, entering the tournament as the number 2 overall seed. The Mavs play host and 7th-seeded Great Falls at 7 p.m. tonight in the third and final game of the opening day. Billings Royals, who are riding a 20-game winning streak, take the top seed in the tournament and have a first-round bye. While the result, tune in to Nuanas now at for today on ESPN Missoula. The Montana State women's basketball team has solidified its schedule for the upcoming season. In the non-conference, the Cats will play four teams in advance to the NCAA tournament last season. MSU will play at Gonzaga on November 11th and at South Dakota State on November 18th for hosting Utah Valley on December 11th and BYU on December 21st. MSU's non-Big Sky slate also includes games at UNLV and North Dakota and an appearance in Cal Poly's holiday tournament before home games against Seattle U, Carroll College, and MSU Billings. Finally, Root Sports announced it will broadcast four Big Sky Conference football games this fall. The network will show Cal Poly at Montana State on October 9th, Idaho at Eastern Washington October 16th, and Utah at Montana on October 30th, and Montana State at Montana on November 20th. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is presented by Selway Armory. is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. songs ever written. Thanks to Craig Johnson for bringing me back to that one. Craig gave a very uh, heartfelt tribute and a very um, candid one as well to Stevie Ray Vaughan on his show all over the map on Saturday morning and it was a great pleasure to listen to Craig and hear his thoughts on uh, both his own personal journey and uh, that of one of the great guitar players of all time. It's Nuana's Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television, broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, located at the corner of Stevens and Mount. 
Go check out their inventory because it's the largest in the Pacific Northwest. You can also check it out online as well, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Tommy, I told you I was going to ask you this during the second hour, so yes. I will. <clears throat> <laughs> Who is the greatest guitar player of all time? I don't think there is one greatest, okay. but I think there are a batch of greatest. Right. Who do you prefer, I guess? Because there is a, a, a certain level of um, preference involved in all this as well. So for me, it comes around to... Frank Zappa and uh, mm. David Gilmore, two of the greatest. Mm. Listen to anything from Floyd or anything on any of Zappa's eclectic records, whether it be the avant-garde stuff from the 60s, whether it be his final record, uh, The Yellow Shark, a sort of orchestral thing, uh, strange, strangely timed out jazz movements. It's just incredible. And if you listen to anything on Dark Side of the Moon or Beyond, uh, which David Gilmore crafted in entirety, um, the musical passages, the uh, the the chords and etc. are unparalleled and unmatched. When you hear those songs, you go, "Wow, that sounds like a Frank Zappa song," or "Wow, this sounds like Pink Floyd." It's it's totally unmistakable. But when it comes to who can pick up a guitar, suck down a cigarette, and just play, of course it's Stevie Ray. Man, Stevie Ray is, in terms of just letting it rip. As good as it gets, for sure. I, I think he's the greatest blues guitarist of all time. B.B. King, all due respect, but uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan's got to be up there. Zappa, you're right, too. Didn't Zappa put out something like 30 albums in the span of one decade or something just insane like this? I think he did that in about a year or two. <laughs> I was going to say, his Wikipedia, when you go look at his album thing, it's like 60 albums long. It's not even possible how, how extensive his library has become. Have you listened to all of it? Because I know you're a huge... Uh, Frank Zappa guy. Tom. Massive fan. I have um, a digital collection of, I think, most of his stuff. Um, some stuff on vinyl, some CDs. But much like The Grateful Dead, there are so many well-done bootlegs that you really can't own a complete Zappa collection, you know. Other guys worth mentioning, of course, Eric Clapton. Yeah. I mean, Eric Clapton... He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame three times. That's how good he's been because he's been for the Yardbirds and for Cream and as a solo artist. Uh, I believe Clapton's the only guy that's had uh, a top 10 record in every decade over the last five decades. So an amazing and unbelievably prolific career. For my money, probably my best, uh, probably my favorite stylistically is Mark Knopfler, Dire Straits. You, you mentioned oh, Tommy. Oh, yeah. You are mentioning, you know, one of the most defining things is can only you play the guitar like that? And David Gilmore is a great example. Frank Zapp is a great example. So is Mark Knopfler. Yeah, think, that's a great point, man. I, I think you have to put Knopfler in that list for just how uh, unique he sounds. And uh, then the other guy, I think that uh, here's this is a personal bias. I don't think the uh, uh, first of all, a guy was worth mentioning that is so good in terms of unique sound as well as Eddie Van Halen. I mean, Van Halen's yeah. riffs were were um, unparalleled. You can't even really cover a Van Halen song because no one could make the guitar sing like that, yeah. like Eddie Van Halen. But probably the guy that I think is underrated, just because he's the guitarist of my favorite all time band, is Kurt Hammett from Metallica. I think that he absolutely shreds. Uh, I mean, the the complexity and the pace and the speed of that music is, uh, you can't really find it anywhere else. So um, if we're turning the conversation to underrated, sure. Joe Walsh and Jack oh, Walsh Dang sure. Black. Ooh, good, you heard good. Jack Black play guitar and sing? Oh, buddy. 
That guy's a rock star without yeah. any of the glitz. You know who else is uh, a phenomenal guitar player who you're gonna, you're just going to hate this? Is your boy John Mayer. No, 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 no. <laughs> he is. This is the problem with these conversations. People try to utter just stupid, absurd stuff like that when, when this stuff comes up. No, he's not. John Bear is a phenomenal guitar player. I'm sorry to any parents with little ears in the car, but Coulter, just shut up. No. I love it. Tommy Evans, Coulter Nuanez, music reviews here on Nuanez Now. Update from the Class AA State Legion Baseball Tournament in Great Falls. Uh, earlier today, uh, the, the first game in the books, the Billings Scarlets took care of business against the Kalispell Lakers 3-1. to And now a recent final from Great Falls. This was just about 10 minutes ago. The Helena Senators 10, the Bozeman Bucks 0. So the Senators will play the winner of tonight's game between Great Falls and Missoula. Uh, the Mavs and... Uh, the Mavs get underway at 7 p.m., so a little bit of a break here at the uh, Class AA State Legion Tournament up in Great Falls. Time now for a continuation of our ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. Paradise Falls has a sports bet Montana kiosk, so head on down there for all your gambling needs. Sports gambling, pretty fun. You're not going to get any action on the Class AA Legion Tournament, but why would you want it? That's uh, here nor there. You need to go down there and play some futures bets for NFL division winners. Maybe some bets on uh, Major League Baseball playoffs. There's all sorts of things you can do on the Sports Bet Montana kiosk. And Paradise Falls has got one. So head on down to Paradise Falls for all of your sports gambling needs. Continuation of the ESPN Roundtable means a continuation of Big Sky Conference Talk. I was at the Big Sky kickoff Monday in Spokane. Got a chance to catch up with a variety of coaches and players from around the league including Montana head coach Bobby Houck. Before I give you my analysis of the Grizzlies, here's the conversation Coach Houck and I had on Monday about the Grizzlies, picked second in both the coaches and the media polls entering the 2021 Big Sky season. First of all, Coach, you guys had uh, a, a unique scenario, being a team that played two games in the spring but not the full spring season. So uh, how do you feel being here today? Does this sort of symbolize a return to uh, preparing for a full real season? Yeah, certainly, Coulter. I, I like, uh, obviously, we liked our plan going into the spring, and in retrospect, think it was perfect. Um, thought we had a good performance, and I thought it was ideal for what we were trying to accomplish. One of the stories I'm working on is about offensive line play in the league, and, and sort of the evolving philosophies, recruitment, development, all that. I know you've had a pretty steadfast one during your whole time in Montana, but what do you think of just? offensive line and how hard it is to recruit and just sort of the theory behind developing those guys up front well those guys are hard to find first of all in recruiting they're they're not just uh you know walking down the hallways in every high school so when you find them uh generally speaking at our level you need to develop them uh and it's going to take two to three to even four years before they're ready to compete at a, a championship level and you know where where we were a couple of years ago was was not uh, was not good enough, and I think that you know as of now, uh, I think we're in pretty good shape. You have a couple of great examples of guys that have developed, guys like Colin Beaver, guys like Dylan Cook, who's here with you today. So uh, Colton Kynes, another great example of a guy that was raw and then developed into a, a, a good player. So um, do you think that those guys sort of blueprint of how guys can transform and, and develop into adequate and, and then sometimes upper-level big sky starters? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the, the template or the formula, I think, for us. And, um, 
it's been good. It's been successful historically for us. It just takes time. You know, it's you can't, as I mentioned before, you can't just go find those guys. And when they have to go out there and play and they're not ready, it, you can't get plays started. It's it's difficult. It's hard on them. It's hard on the offense. Montana, the state of Montana, used to always have such good offensive line prospects. They're still around, but it doesn't seem like there's nearly as many. Is there any reason for that that you've thought of? Well, you know, the only thing that's really occurred to me, and I have thought of it, is that there aren't as many people in the eastern part of the state 100%. where, you know, the, the lineage of those kids is, is you know, it just seem to be a lot of big people out there that are in the agricultural sure. community historically, and they just aren't out there anymore. So that number of uh, folks is is been uh, probably decimated to a degree by the expansion of the large operation out there and the, and the lessening of, of folks. Yeah. Taryn Hilson and I were talking about that the other week when we were having dinner because, it, it, like you're saying, Used to be such big farm kids. Now there's so much technology involved in it. So it is. It's a fascinating factor because you don't need as many guys to operate a farm in Sydney or Miles City or whatever. So you just wonder if maybe that's just sort of a decrease in the population means a decrease in prospects. Yeah, and that, I mean that's my theory. Whether I'm yeah. right or wrong, I don't know. It probably could be debated like anything else. But sure. <laughs> but there just aren't as many kids out there. Yeah, I, just, I was just thinking of it because I was uh, re-watching the 2001 National Championship game and every single one of those guys was from Montana, right? And then when I was in school, your first go-round, pretty much every single one of those guys was from Montana, too. So uh, just an interesting evolution, to be sure. Uh, one of the other ones I'm working on is just the impact that explosive returners can have on a game. And you've always been such a great special team's mind. So in your mind, how much I mean, is that one of, if not the biggest plays that can swing the momentum of a game? Well, certainly it can uh, and does. Uh, you know, I think anytime you can swing field position, it creates momentum in the game. So, you know, you can kind of make something happen in the return game. It puts your offense ahead. And, you know, we've been fortunate where we've been pretty good at it. Uh, and hopefully we'll, we'll continue that. You probably like the guy, at least the number one guy, Malik Flowers, that you got coming back. So uh, what sort of skill set does he bring? What do you like about him as a returner? Well, you know, I think, uh, you know, he does a punt return because he doesn't, he doesn't catch punts particularly well, but he's, he's really he's great in the kickoff return game. And, you know, I think he's pretty fearless. He hits it. He trusts uh, the scheme. And, and then to top it off, he's got a pretty good sense for where it's supposed to go. He sees it well, so... Uh, it's a good combination back there. You yourself have coached some of the best kick and punt returners in the history of the league, whether it's Mariani or Levander Seegers, or I mean, uh, the list goes on and on. Jerry Tough Harris, Jerry Louis McGee. I mean, we could go on for Jefferson Heidelberger. I mean, so many guys that were so good. So, how, he was really good. How have you been able to maintain that consistency at that position, though? Is it about putting a high priority on it? I think the consistency is the right word. I mean, they kind of. They understand what we're trying to do. Um, and then I think there's enthusiasm with the other 10 guys that are out there to work for those guys with the ball because they know good things can happen and they can sense some of the things you mentioned where it can affect the game. So we get good effort out of the other 10 guys that are out there. And then, you know, those two games this spring was evidence that, you know, our, I think our return game will be will be sound this year again. 
a question I'm sure you've already gotten asked many times, but a must ask because he's here. Jace Lewis getting handed down number 37. I, I told him he, he reminds me a little bit of Lauren Utterback from back in the day. He's not old enough to remember that, but it seems like he's a perfect fit to carry on that legacy. So just your thoughts on Jace getting uh, the 37 jersey. Well, I think it's great and, and uh, continuing, you know, it's a kind of a special time uh, to you know, m- memorialize or commemorate. Remember Jesse Sims, who we tragically lost this spring. And, uh, you know, Jace is an outstanding guy to put that on. And, you know, having been there around it from the very, very beginnings of it, I think it's a cool deal. Very cool deal for Jace Lewis. That is the um, story of the moment for the Montana Grizzlies. Jace Lewis, a Townsend native, has been handed down, number 37, uh, by the late Jesse Sims, who tragically passed away uh, in an ATV accident over, over Memorial Day weekend. But congratulations to Jace Lewis. Uh, Broadwater High School product who will was a Class B star and will represent 37 tremendously during his final season as a Grizz uh, this upcoming fall. Bobby Houck on the ESPN Roundtable. ESPN Roundtable is proudly presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. Head on down to Paradise Falls on the south side of town, 3621 Brook Street. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, two happy hours. No better place to go. Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot. More Big Sky Conference talk, more music talk. And some Osprey tickets as well. But the Osprey don't exist. It's the Paddleheads. I can't stop doing this. But keep it right here either way because we're going to send you to a baseball game on Nuana's Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. One, two, three. Nuwana is now on ESPN Radio. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula Statewide Television SWX Montana TV Missoula Paddleheads back in action tonight I'm Coulter Nuanas by the way and the Missoula Paddleheads back in action tonight the first of a six game homestand against the Grand Junction Rockies you find all that action right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula Jeff Safford voice of the Paddleheads doing an outstanding job he's got uh Awesome rhythm for baseball. I've enjoyed immensely driving around in the evenings in Missoula and listening to Jeff on the call. 
And it doesn't hurt that the Paddleheads are just rolling people. They're 41-16 and 16 right now, best record in all independent minor league baseball. So the Paddleheads uh, already the champions of the, the first half of the Pioneer League North, chasing that second-half championship. We've already given you tickets to both uh, tonight and tomorrow's games. But I got tickets to Friday's games. Got a four-pack of tickets, section 104, row E. They're great seats. If you want to go to the Missoula Paddleheads game against the Grand Junction Rockies, this is the first time Grand Junction has ever been in Missoula. So give us a call right now, 406-888-1029. Or you can text that number as well. Second person to get a hold of us, 888-1029. I have a four-pack of tickets to Friday night's game against the Grand Junction Rockies. It's supposed to be fireworks night that night, but uh, I think you understand why that's been postponed uh, or maybe canceled altogether. I'm not really sure, but it's, it ain't happening on Friday. But uh, it's not the Paddleheads' fault. I think you can understand why that's not happening. But Paddleheads, they're rolling, really fun to watch. I've been to four games myself this summer, and they've been outstanding. I had a really good time. So if you want to go check out the Paddleheads in their debut series, the third of a six-game series against the Grand Junction Rockies, give us a call right now, 888 888- 1029. A couple pieces of news for you as we take you home here on a Wednesday. The American Legion uh, State Baseball Tournament. Class AA is underway in Great Falls. The Billings Royals come into this thing as the favorite. They're on a 20-game winning streak. They had a first-round bye. The Billings Scarlets moved on uh, into the undefeated portion of the bracket with a 3-1 win over Cowspell. The Helena Centers beat the Bozeman Bucks 10-0. And now Great Falls, the host, and the seventh seed will take on second-seeded Missoula, the Mavericks, at 7 p.m. tonight. So Mavs yet to play. The winner of that game between Great Falls and Missoula uh, will take on the uh, Helena Senators, a 10-0 winner over the Bozeman Bucks. Text in uh, from Jeff Safford, Coulter. Yes, he says. And, and, and I said, hey, are we connected up? Are you ready for the broadcast tonight? Did you hear our debate about John Mayer? <laughs> and Jeff said... No, I did not, but what is there to debate? I'll be waiting on the world to change before they overtake Creed's legendary legacy. <laughs> and, and I thought that you would just appreciate that small tidbit. <laughs> oh, man, Jeff Safford, man. He makes me laugh. What a guy. But happy to have him uh, collaborating with us. A couple other pieces of news uh, from today around the world of sports in Montana. Former Missoula Sentinel standout, Shelby Schwain. She's the daughter of Brian and Shannon Schwain. Brian Schwain, famously uh, an All-American decathlete at Montana State and the head track coach here at the University of Montana for the last 12 years uh, before resigning before last season. And Shannon Schwain, of course, Shannon Kate, an All-American basketball player for the Lady Grizz, perhaps the greatest basketball player in the history of uh, the Big Sky Conference and uh, also then an assistant on Robin Selvig's staff for 25-plus years and the head coach of the Lady Grizz for the last four. Well, Shelby, uh, after a standout high school career in uh, uh, Abazul Sentinel, decided to play basketball for her brother and the Lady Grizz. And so uh, she did, but she never got a chance to play. And so then with the uh, non-renewal of Shannon Schwain's contract, Shelby Schwain then uh, decided to enter the transfer portal following last season. So uh, now she is headed to Montana State, but not to play basketball, to run track. So Shelby Schwain will participate um, in the jumps at Montana State. This is what I always thought all along. I thought Shelby Schwain was uh, a good basketball player, a phenomenal track athlete. I thought she should have been doing track uh, at Montana or Montana State, wherever she might have gone uh, all along. And so um, I think this is a good move. She has been injured for quite some time. 
the last couple years. Um, she has not participated in an athletic event in at least two years. So um, long time coming for her, but great new start for her, great fresh start. I know people will yell and scream about the rivalry, but you have to remember her her dad is a Bobcat alum, first and foremost, and uh, also Montana State, great track and field program. Shelby Schwinn, once upon a time, was the Class AA girls high jump state championship, or state champion, I should say. She had a mark of five foot five feet seven inches, which is a great mark as a high school uh high school athlete, so I think she'll have an opportunity to improve on that if she can stay healthy. So congratulations to uh, Shelby Schwain as she makes her way to Montana State. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Got a fun show coming up tomorrow. I had a little bit of a thrill today. Been working on this one for a long time. Ed McCaffrey, who's certainly famous across the board, but is way more, even elevated famous in this neck of the woods. I mean, the Denver Broncos... When I was a kid, that was one of the only teams that you'd watch on Sundays. Uh, Those are the broadcasts we got here in Montana. And, of course, the Denver Broncos under Mike Shanahan when John Elway was the quarterback there in the mid to late 90s, among the best teams in football, and they proved it by winning back-to-back Super Bowl championships. And uh, Ed McCaffrey, a huge part of that. Ed McCaffrey, a Stanford alum and a guy who sort of bounced around early in his career and then found a home in Denver and really uh, carved out a reputation as one of the hardest-working and toughest wide receivers in all of football. Well, he is now, years later, the head coach at Northern Colorado University. So this is uh, University of Northern Colorado, I should say. Uh, but th- So this is a uh, big hire for UNC. If anybody can get it going there, I think it's him. Or I should say, if he can't get it going there, I don't know if anybody can. Uh, McCaffrey does have some coaching experience at Valor Christian. He went 26-2 and over the two seasons he was there. Uh, had a lot of talented players on those teams, including... Several of his sons, all four of his sons went to Valor Christian, all four played college football, but he has coached a couple of them here in recent years. And uh, now he will coach and work with two more. So I caught up with Ed McCaffrey today, and uh, I was definitely a little bit nervous talking to him, but it will become status quo because he's a Big Sky coach, and we do a lot of Big Sky coverage. Plus, Northern Colorado, they play both Montana and Montana State this upcoming season. So uh, look forward to sharing my interview with Ed McCaffrey tomorrow as well as interviewing Coach McCaffrey throughout the rest of the football season as well, both Montana and Montana State. Northern Colorado comes to Bozeman, and Montana goes to Greeley this year. So uh, a lot to look forward to and a lot of more interactions with Ed McCaffrey. So we'll be joined by Coach McCaffrey as well as Andrew Houghton, new contributor here at ESPN Missoula. Uh, he's back in the saddle with us here at Missoula Broadcasting Company and all, as well as at SkylineSportsMT.com. He will help us with a little draft breakdown. The NBA draft is tomorrow night, so we'll have full coverage of that. Also, an interesting conversation with Chris Cobb as well. Chris Cobb is the associate head coach at the University of Montana uh, for men's basketball. And his Grizzlies, they took on... Evan Mobley and the USC Trojans to open the last season. And so uh, Evan Mobley, a phenomenal prospect, a guy that's projected as a top two or top three pick, and a guy right here in Missoula, Coach Cobb, had the main scout on USC heading into that opener. So he gave us some feedback of what he thinks of Evan Mobley's professional prospects. We also talked about some other draft stuff, um, and particularly when it comes to the Golden State Warriors, Coach Cobb's favorite team. And then we also talked a little bit about Grizz Hoops as well. So uh, there is a lot on the horizon for the Grizz, but uh, Coach Cobb kind enough to give insights on a variety of things uh, around the world of basketball. We'll continue to give you coverage of the State AA uh, 
Legion tournament as well. And our good friend Carolyn will also swing by tomorrow as well. Carolyn is uh, the chick who doesn't know sports. One of our favorite and most entertaining segments here uh, on Nuanas Now. Hope everybody's having a great time, having a good summer. I can't believe uh, it's almost over for me. Media Day is at Montana State next Thursday. That's August 5th. And then the Cats will be open in fall camp. The Grizz also open fall camp next week as well. So we'll have plenty of coverage for you coming out of fall camp here upcoming. But uh, looking forward to it massively to cover this upcoming football season. But summer almost over for me. I'm going to play one more golf tournament on Saturday. Got St. Paul the Broken Bones Friday. And uh, then uh, golf tournament on Saturday. And then uh, we're off and running, hitting the road for football season starting on Thursday. I got my whole schedule laid out, too, as far as which games I'm going to be at where. We will continue to do our awesome pre- and post-game shows here at ESPN Missoula for an hour and a half before and an hour after each Grizz home game. So stay tuned for that. So I'll be at all the Grizz home affairs, but I'm also going to be hitting the road for a couple Grizz away games, a couple Bobcat games, both in Bozeman and on the road. So we'll talk a little bit about where in the world Coulter Nuanas might be upcoming. Mark Doffler playing us out into the sunset on a Wednesday. Enjoy your evening, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. SportsBet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for SportsBet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. SportsBet Montana, a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized SportsBet Montana location or by using the SportsBet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since SportsBet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. SportsBet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized SportsBet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia when you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore. You can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.